it's that time of the week to listen to an audiobook. And this time, it's The Yearny. So, sit back, relax, and listen. Chapter 16 The fluffy sun wolves strode back and forth at the entrance to the cave that they find themselves in. Light from the forest above streamed down, highlighting their plight. Oh dear, Ollie, what are we going to die? said Sam. He hoped that Cousin Stupid's around here somewhere. I'm not sure we can hold our breath for him this time, said Ollie. We can try, said Sam, in determined fashion. He took a big breath and puffed his cheeks out, staring right at Ollie. What are you doing? asked Ollie. said Sam. That's not what I meant, said Ollie. He waited patiently for Sam to have to breathe out, but Sam is nothing if not perseverant. He held his breath until he could hold it no longer, and he passed out. Ollie was left alone. Okay, this is boring now. Let's skip forward a bit until I wake up again. No, it does mean that. Shut up and write your own book. When Sam woke up, they were in a different place. What happened? he asked Ollie. Well, started Ollie, but Sam interrupted him. No time for that now, Ollie. Where are we? They moved us to the larder. They plan to eat us for breakfast tomorrow. Oh, no. But I have a plan. See, there's a small... Shut it, Ollie. We don't need your half-baked waste of space here. We need something to get us out of this mess. Sam, if you'll just listen... No, we don't have time. We're going to be eaten tomorrow. But it's so easy. It's right, Ollie, why do you nay listen? We're stuck, captured by fluffy sun wolves, with no hope of escape. We need something special to happen. Just then, they heard one of the fluffy sun wolves enter the kitchen outside. It opened the larder door. Still in here? It growled. Yes, said Ollie. Your friend awake? Indeed, although only physically. Ha, 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 laughed the fluffy sun wolf, and Ollie joined in. Ollie, I don't get it. I do not understand the joke. I know, but it's hard. How are the children? asked Ollie. Yes, replied the fluffy sun wolf. Better than this morning, thanks. Sorry, would you mind passing me the paprika? Of course, said Ollie, handing it over. See you in the morning. The fluffy sun wolf backed out the door. And what was all that about? asked Sam angrily. You didn't let me explain earlier, said Ollie. All right, you idiot. Stop wasting my time. Tell me how we can escape. It's easy. All we need to do... Oh, wait, look at this, exclaimed Sam. A harmonica. Sam picked it up and gave it a couple of practice toots. Sounds good, doesn't it? Ollie gave up. Yes, it sounds great. Sam spent the rest of the night writing a new tune for the harmonica, then woke Ollie up and suggested they go and play it on the surface. Asking how they get up there, Ollie explained that the open door behind Sam led straight to the surface, and they left. Chapter 17 Ollie pulled himself out of the manhole at the end of the tunnel and held his hand down to help Sam up toy. As they stood by the side of the hole, brushing themselves down, they heard a rustling behind a nearby bush. Oh, what now? said Ollie, exasperated. A head wearing a colander poked around the side of the bush. Oh, do they? Well, it is only me, said Cousin Stupid. He popped back behind the bush, then backed out, pulling his parachute behind him. Do they worry? Oh, no, do they? For I am here to rescue ye. Not just ye, Ollie, but both of ye. 
for I am here. Sam and Ollie looked at him. You're late, said Sam. We just got tied. Cousin Stupid reached into his breast pocket and pulled out a big button on a string. He looked at it carefully, then held it up to his ear, then looked at it again. Looks like the mattress has gone, he observed, and put the button back and looked up at Sam and Ollie. Well, now I'm here, I can at least escort ye, for the place that you're going demands a chaperone. Ollie looked confused. Where do you think we're going, Cousin Stupid? Cousin Stupid began to mime, as if he were fishing. A fishing shop, guessed Ollie. What? said Cousin Stupid. What are you on a bite? No, it's not where you're going, for it is what has drawn ye here. He paused for effect, and Sam and Ollie allowed the pause. It went on a bit longer than it probably should have. What a drawn ye here is. And Cousin Stupid made the sound of a drum roll with his mouth. It was pretty good. Jiminy Glynn. Ollie looked surprised. Yes, you're right. We are looking for Jiminy Glynn. Do you know where he is? Cousin Stupid stepped towards him and clasped his shoulders. We, oui, he said. My name is Jiminy Glynn. Ollie looked back at him. No, it isn't, he said. Oh, said Cousin Stupid, looking disappointed. Me name is Jimmy Glue. Hmm, said Ollie. So you have said before. Unfortunately, we need to find the whereabouts of Governor Jiminy Glynn. Sam said, we think he might be locked up in the mountain of McLointon. Oh, right, said Cousin Stupid. Well, I can help you there. If I just give you this whistle, and he reached into his posh posh. Oh, hang on, he said. I dropped it. Cousin Stupid followed his steps back behind the bush, rustled around for a bit, then continued to follow his steps up into the air until Sam and Ollie couldn't see him any more. Pity, said Sam emphatically. Ollie looked down to kick the dirt, but as he did so, he noticed tracks on the floor. I'd recognise those footprints anywhere, he said. They're the same ones that led to the old man's hut. Come on then, said Sam. Let's go. Chapter 18 it was only an hour or two later that Sam and Ollie arrived at the mountain of McLointon. The tracks led straight into what looked like solid oat. Oh no, said Ollie, another conundrum. I've got no time for that sort of thing, Ollie. We need to rescue our Jiminy Glynn. Knock down that wall. Ollie looked sternly at Sam. It isn't that simple, Sam. He knocked on the wall. See, it's solid. We can't just barge in like that. Oh no, wailed Sam suddenly, then all is lost. We've travelled all this way and for what? A fun adventure and some humorous experiences with the pedal weedles of Neobrook. Sam looked happy for a minute, then turned angry. Nay, he declared, ich will neer give in. Neer, 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 eh? Yes, okay, interrupted Ollie. Complaining won't do anything. We need to find how they walked into the mountain. It just looks like they walked straight into the wall. Sam appeared to think for a moment, then turned to look at Ollie. Sorry, what's happening? What? Where are we? What? In front of the mountain, ready to break in to rescue Jiminy Glynn. Oh, yes, I remember. Sorry. I was just thinking about a man with a funny face I knew once. Right, what's happening? Oh, yes. Ollie. Run into the wall. Sam, no, I just knocked it. It will hurt. But riddle me this. 
looking at the tracks. Is it possible that they walked straight into the wall? Well, based only on that evidence, yes, but then do it. But die it! Ollie sighed. He walked gingerly up to the wall, then rested his body against it. No, said Sam. I said, run. Ollie gave up. He took a step or two back, then ran at the wall, following Gertie's tracks. As he hit the wall, he bounced off, and as he lay on the ground, he gave in to the sleep that had been chasing him for the past day. He woke up to the sound of Sam playing the harmonica. What happened? he asked. How long have I been asleep? Oh, a pretty long time, said Sam, and blew a trill on the harmonica. I had to shoo a coy away at one point, but he didn't come back. A cow? Well, I suppose that explains the dream, then. No luck breaking the wall down, then. No, he kicked pit and thumped pit and spun around, but nothing helped, so I turned to the harmonica. That helped us last time. Ollie stared at Sam. He took a breath and raised his voice. Not really, Sam. If anything worked, it would you stopping playing the harmonica and asking me how to get out. Well, excuse me for breathing, yelled Sam. Allow me to put the harmonica away in me posh-posh and not play a nice lilting tune. There, happy night. All right, I'm listening. What's your bright idea this time? I don't know, shouted Ollie. You keep getting us into these messes. I know. How about we do the dance that the pedal wheedles of Neobrook taught us? They seem to be the voice of reason in this whole ridiculous tale. Yes, let's, screamed Sam and stood to his feet angrily. He started to stamp his feet, staring at Ollie the whole time, and Ollie started to do the same, returning to the rhythm that they had picked up from their time in Neerbrook. After stamping and dancing for a few angry seconds, they heard a sound like thunder, and the ground shook. They stopped dancing, looked at each other, then at the wall, which had disappeared. Oh, said Ollie, it worked. Of course it did, Ollie, because I played the harmonica. Ollie looked cross. Chapter 19 Sam and Ollie stepped into the cave left by the vanishing wall, following the footsteps left by Gertie. The walls were wet, and a soft natural glow claimed from the ceiling. What's making that light? whispered Ollie. That'll be the light rock. Yeah, because of that band you were listening to. But heavy rock, wouldn't they let them see? Oh, let me get on with... Story. As they crept forward, they started to hear the sound of groaning coming from up ahead. Sam turned to Ollie. Oh no, he whispered. He's torturing Jiminy Glim. We've got to save him. Agreed, said Ollie. They hurried forward, and as the groans got louder and the tunnel got bigger and the light got brighter, they started to run faster until they realised that the groans weren't so much groans as loud sighs, and the sound of the rack was more like the sound of springs springing. As they ran into a big cavern at the end of a tunnel, they saw a terrible sight. Jiminy Glynn on a trampoline. Gertie was sitting in a deck chair by the side, reading the daily slump. Sam and Ollie stopped, and a moment later Jiminy Glynn noticed them. Oh, hello, you find us then, he said joyously. Yes, we found you, said Ollie. We thought you were in trouble. Oh my, no, said Jiminy Glynn, climbing down off the trampoline. He faked it all because I wanted to play. He can't in me garage. That woman always tells me to stop. By that woman, I'm assuming you're referring to the First Minister, said Ollie. The very same. Well, I'm afraid I have to agree with her. You have a very important role in Neatweet, and we've been very worried. 
Uh, my name is Jiminy Glenn. Yes, I know that, but you really do need to come home with us. Gertie stood up at this point. All right, then. Let's go home, he said, folding the slump under his arm. Wait a minute, said Sam, stepping forwards. What was all that demanding a twenty for the return of Jiminy Glynn? He wanted a twenty, answered Gertie. Sam looked at Ollie. Seems fair enough, he said. You'll bring him home, though. Yes, all right, he said. The three of them looked at Jiminy Glynn. Jiminy Glynn looked stubborn for a moment, then gave up. OK, I'll come home. He'd drive a hard bargain, I have to say. Come on, Ollie, said Sam. We can get home on Gertie's milk flight. The four of them walked out of the cave and set off back to Neatweed. Chapter 20 After a far more straightforward and downright faster yearney, Sam and Ollie arrived back at home. Ah, here we are, said Sam. It is good to be home. Indeed it is, agreed Ollie. I'm tired, hungry and fed up. Nothing's changed there then, said Sam, before catching Ollie's eyes and deciding he ought to be quiet for a bit. He turned on the smelly vision and saw the beaming face of Jimmy Glynn proudly standing in front of his garage and holding a model of the new trethead to be constructed that afternoon. Ollie got a glass of deuce from the fridge and took a little sip. What temperature is it today? asked Sam. Fifteen thirty, answered Ollie. I don't care, Ollie. I like a silly yike every now and again. Sam sat down on the sofa. Twenty seconds ticked by as Ollie drank his deuce and Sam watched Jiminy Glynn continue to beam in silence. I'm bored, said Sam. Ollie said, no, Sam, we only just got back. But I'm ready, said Sam defensively. No, I'm still halfway through my... I'm ready, he said, more firmly this time. Ollie's head dropped. Ten minutes later, Sam and Ollie walked out the front door, ready to go on a yearny. But this time, the sun was setting on the other side, because it was an odd-numbered date, so they walked towards the setting sun in peace and quiet and excitement. The end. All right, I'm going to bed. Eat me face and call me Chippy Whip Milk. See you in a bit. Farewell. I can only apologise. I applaud you for reaching the end of this story. To be honest, I applaud myself for having sat through this experience without throttling myself. Or Sam. Although that wouldn't end well. Much like his story, actually. For what it's worth, I hope that you enjoyed a little trip into Sam's mind. At times confusing, at times mildly humorous, but at all times deeply disturbing, I'm sure you'll agree. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have chores to do. Sam's twenty needs hanging up to dry and I don't want a repeat of what happened last time. The ladder still creaks whenever the doorbell rings. Goodbye. Do need join us next time, because the yearn is finished now. Congratulations, If you liked it, or even if you didn't, why not send in for a certificate to prove you listened to it by sending an SAE to Neat Wheat Neat tweet, Tyne Hall, neat tweet. See you later.